Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. M.S.W. Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome out. Give yourselves a big round of applause for coming out. Um, before we uh, bring up a gentleman who loves to listen to and celebrate himself more than anybody, um, let me give you just a few little business things here. Uh, if you guys need to use the bathroom, you just go up those stairs. It's right to the right. Please keep your cell phones and pagers down. Pagers? What, what fucking... Uh, turn your beepers off and, uh, and your zeniths. Um, just keep your cell phones down. If you guys need to send texts, you could just go right out over there. All right? You guys ready to have a good time tonight? Without further ado, this is What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. My favorite part. Welcome to the show, everybody. Cheers. Thank you for coming out for this live broadcast, what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. I'm, in just a few minutes, we're going to have Justin Silver, Christina Hutchinson, and Joe DeRosa are going to be joining us. Three very funny people. Uh, here's one who's he's not very funny. No, not, not much at all. Funny starts in like 10 minutes. You know him, he's a, would you say you're a star of stage and screen? I am on the stage and screen. Okay, he's on the stage and screen. You know him, uh, Showtime, The Affair, he was on there. He got (laughs) ran over by a car, killed. Uh, Arrow on the CW. Also killed. Also killed. And Chicago Med, dismembered. Right? killed. I'm two for three. It's fine. He was... Almost famous, in Almost Famous, which was almost on Broadway, and then COVID came along with a different idea. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Colin Donnell, everybody. Oh, I forgot his his biggest role. He's the he is the official East Coast co-host of What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. What we are drinking tonight is gin. Does everybody have cocktails out there? I want to get toast up. Right. Yeah. Right. So gin is the national spirit of England, as we know, but the history, it, it was actually invented by the Dutch. It's called Geneva, and the English stole it, and they shortened the name. It's kind of what they did with Madonna. Remember, they took Madonna, and they started calling her Madge. Same thing. Uh, gin and tonics. Who's ever having gin and tonics out there while yes, doing this? Yeah. That was in India. That's where that kind of started. The English went to India 
and they it was something about malaria, right, Phil? Malaria. Malaria. They started drinking gin and tonics, and then the gimlet was also born, another gin drink, to prevent scurvy. Has anybody had scurvy in the audience? Me. That's, well, thank you. You're welcome. The gin. Um, anyway, Colin. Yes. This is your first time out in 15 months. Yes. Like out I, of the house. Out of the house, out of the, in front of an audience. This is the first time in front of an audience, and I don't actually know. Like, I mean, good Lord, it's, it's, it's been probably almost two years since I've been in front of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a, it. Whether or not you hate me or not, that's no, to be decided. No but one hates you. Yeah. No, it's, I, have a, I have an 11-month-old daughter, so that's kept me most... Thank you. I appreciate the awes. Uh, that's kept me mostly in the house uh, since July 14th of last year, which is... My birthday. Hello. So that's how I remember Colin as a daughter, because I'm often thinking about myself, and it's like, oh, July 14th, yeah, he has a... I was wondering about this with the kid. Yeah. I saw today in the lobby at the hotel, I saw a woman pushing a kid in a stroller. Do you think tiny kids are going to, like, when it's really, really, really all over, are going to be like, what are these holes on the face and these protrusions, right? Because they've only seen people with masks. Look, on. I got to say, like, when, we, when our daughter was first born, and, you know, she was in the hospital, and then afterwards, we wondered if she actually knew what we looked like for a little bit <laughs> without our masks on. Because in the hospital... Like every single person, of course, has a mask on, and she was in the hospital for a, a, a little while. I mean, she had some complications. It's a comedy club, comedy club. Okay. Sorry. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I mean, it's like everybody's either got a mask or they have a tan line from a mask. I mean, she was born during the summer, so it's like it, you know, tan face, white, bright white. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's it, the implications of this going forward for especially the young kids. It's wild. We're going to get off Colin now because it's a comedy club. Uh, the, this is, by the way, the show is sponsored by Forge Gin. My dear friend Simon Ford was going was gonna to be here. He wanted me to let everybody know. He was going to come, but he didn't want to. Uh, and, but I do see, and I'm lying about that because I can't see shit with this light right now. But my publicist friends here, any publicist friends in the audience? Yeah. It's like it makes my job Three. possible. And i, I got to tell you, like, Booze industry publicists are the most dogged publicists in the world. There is not a day on the calendar that they cannot peg to a drink. I'm not trying, like, I get pitched, it's, hey, Arbor Day's around the corner. What are you doing for this? I got one for Juneteenth, uh, Juneteenth cocktails coming up. I got, uh, but they're, they're aggressive. But that's what gets us drinking, isn't what it? What day is next? I don't know. Anybody know what, uh, is today a holiday? We just had Bourbon National Bourbon Day. National we Bourbon Day. We just had National Gin Day. Well, Negronis get a whole week. Do you guys know this? There's Negroni Week. They I do appreciate a, whole... a holiday that spans an entire week. Yeah, and but you know, here we are. So anyway, I want to uh, I want to bring out the funny people. Since this guy, unless you want to talk more about the hospital, no. Nope. Any <laughs> tragedies? Any other tragedies that have been falling you in your life? I'm gonna try my drink. All right. Uh, do I need to like do a CV for these people? No, I don't need to do this. Uh, all dear friends of mine, they've all appeared on the show before. They've all been gracious enough to show up here and entertain you. Christina Hutchinson, Justin Silver, and Joe DeRosa. Thank you. Hi. 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 
That's Justin. Hi. That's Christina. <coughs> and that's I'm Joe. Joe. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Hi. How Thanks are you, Dan? Us. Thanks for having us, Dan. You're welcome. There is a theme tonight, by the way. The theme is this, is being out in the wild again. I don't know about you guys. How many of you have been out? Like, this is, this is kind of the first here. Yeah. It's, it's been a bit... Uh, Disconcerting to me, uh-huh. walking around and just being like, "Wow, can we do this? Can we be? Are we okay?" I know it is weird. They since uh, the pandemic, they started putting wreaths in drinks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, <laughs> <laughs> we got time. <laughs> you said bring out the funny people. Oh no, this is good. Here this we are, <laughs> Justin. Yes. Care to counter that with some humor? Uh, not yet. I'm waiting. Is this how it works? I pick my moments. Okay. Go ahead. Got to buy the. Time. I know you like to lead. So Don't look at me yet, know. Dan. Come on. So tell you tell them what you do. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I am a. Why I'm a star exist? of stage and screen, like my friend. <laughs> Unlike your friend Colin O'Donnell. No. Um, I'm an, a comedian, an actor, a dog trainer, a, a, a charity founder, and I'm. Dan Dunn's really good friend. That's there we go. Aww. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Joe? What's that? What do you, tell us about you. Tell us Why couldn't about you write down intros for all of us, Dan? That's like work, dude. All right. Yeah, you told me not to prepare. Oh. I actually was going to prepare, and Jesse, you don't need to. You're very, you just get up there. You I never work. said that. No, I did. Joe? Uh, I'm a, well, I'm a writer and a stand up comedian, sometimes an actor. And uh, and I and I have a sandwich shop uh, yeah. called Joey Roses, yeah. yeah. And I drink a lot. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I, I like... drink a lot too. Oh. And yeah. vape. I just wanted to There's add to a my theme resume. here. Yeah. And young lady, tell I us al- a little bit about yourself. I also drink a lot. Good. Uh, my name's Christina Hutchinson. I'm a stand-up comedian and an author and an actress. Yeah. Yeah. And a podcast host. I like it. And you got applause. Nobody clapped for me or Justin. Thank you, everyone. I really appreciate it. I'm having a bad time, so that means a lot. Colin, right? Yeah. You look so much like... Who is that comic, the, the real chauvinistic comic named Colin? <laughs> who was it? We're off to a good start. No, Colin... Guy, no, the, me, that real too. chauvinistic too, piece of that. shit. Yeah, there was a, Colin Kane's really hot, so it's a compliment. Is. He's so, crazy, but he's hot. Looks-wise, it's not an insult. Okay. No. There was a comic named Colin Kane. He is an asshole. He is so such hot. an asshole. And when you showed up tonight and Dan goes, this is Colin, I thought you were him. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. We're going to sit down with this guy for an hour? Just wait like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you haven't given him, a, given him a shot yet. That is true. That is true. No, I'm not. Are you Colin Kane? Come clean. Maybe. <laughs> so you guys have a unique perspective about this because you work in a medium where you have to have this. And this didn't exist for 15 months. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what is it like now getting back out? Because you were doing, people were doing weird shit, like in parking lots mm-hmm. where the cars... Where cars were honking and flicking their lights that for laughter. That was laughter. Yeah. That was laughter. Yeah. We've gotten heckled by cars, helicopters, ambulance, uh, homeless people yelling. Yeah. People were doing specials like, this is my special from the vestibule yeah. of this hotel. Because <laughs> we're only allowed to have four people inside. Uh, I would say that letting the public back into my life has only been a negative thing. <laughs> <laughs> I liked when I was staring at the wall and just... 
talking to them in my head. Just you and your sandwiches. <laughs> I, met, I met Joe on the show, and there were times, you know, everything was happening over Zoom, and we'd get on the Zoom, and Joe... Did I, I was like, did I catch you at a bad time? Because we had this scheduled. That's and Joe always. Joe, was like, <laughs> Joe is a bad time, like Dan. showered in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, hey, you know, we're, we got the guy from Faith No More on in like two minutes. And Joe's like, yeah, I'm good. I don't think you're ever catching him at a good time. <laughs> no, no, there is no up. So you're missing, you're missing that. <laughs> the what? You're missing that. No, I'm just being funny. I actually think it's really nice being back in front of audiences. And I've, I, I've found, I don't know if, if you agree, or you agree, Justin, but I found that the audiences, surprisingly, have been a lot more fun, and I don't mean that in an insulting way, I just, there's been, there was so much sensitivity before the pandemic with audiences, and I was worried that when you came back, it was going to be even worse, or at least at the same level, and I find that the crowds are way more open now into being like, ah, that's wrong, but we'll laugh at it, and, you know, like, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. When At you've been in your apartment for nine months, your standards have definitely lowered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I think people are craving intellectual stimulation of some kind, whether it's something silly or some, like, some really intricate bit that you're going to lead them to. But I, we don't want to stare at our TVs anymore or ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And do you... Are they going to find it here tonight, Dan? No, no, no. Intellectual Wrong room. stimulation. I mean, <laughs> you, you've been out on the road now for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, same situation that Joe's saying. You finding the crowds are more enthusiastic, or people like they want to be there. Out? Were you weirded out though, being in these rooms, like being in comedy? Because comedy clubs are not well ventilated. I don't know if you know this or not. Did it? Was there a moment when you're like, "All right, I gotta just dive in and go do it"? No, because I was producing and hosting a show in an alleyway for a lot of the fall and some of the winter, <laughs> so I was just happy to have heat. Honestly, I was excited to be inside. Uh, and and, I, and it re- like Joe said, it really seemed like the audiences wanted to be there, which was such a treat because sometimes it's like you get on stage and everyone's like, "Perform for me, clown," and you're like, "Oh God!" And so it's it's not good. But now you like want us to be funny, and that's great. <laughs> And even as it goes further, and like you see how full this room is right now. Congratulations, Dan, by the You're way. You're so popular, Dan's on. Oh, my God. But it was like, first it was sparse, and now it's filling up, and people's masks are off, so you can actually see their faces when they're laughing, so it's just getting better and better. Uh, did you guys... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You no, your enthusiasm's appreciated. Go ahead. Did you guys do the... Um Car shows, the driving oh, shows. Oh yeah, yes, I what did. What was that like? I just, oh, I never did one. I couldn't even wrap my head around the concept. I of did it. one in a diner in Queens, and it was, it was okay. You just couldn't tell if anyone heard what you were saying, <laughs> so you were kind of talking into the ether. All right, <laughs> so they're yeah, fair in enough. their cars. Yes. So and how, they are, tune how in, are they hearing you? They tune into a radio station. <laughs> yeah, it's hit or miss, big hit or miss. And there were children there, and I'm like, yeah, it's leave your kids home, but yeah. Are there, is there anything you're going... Because I've thought about this. There are things I'm going to miss about pandemic life. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just, like, yeah. like just... Well, you said it, leaving the house, you know, for instance. Like not I mean, feeling look, like you have to. It was a great excuse to do a lot of drugs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> alone in your home. Joe, I don't yeah. know what you mean when I was sitting there in your apartment with you doing all those drugs alone in your apartment with you. Yeah, yeah. Socially yeah. distanced, of yeah. course. Yeah. That, that, that's, yeah. that, I'm going to miss that. I'm sitting up at 6 a.m. going, do you think this was engineered or do you think they didn't? I don't know. Because I, I think it could have been fucking engineered, man. <laughs> I remember Joe and Justin called me one time. So I'm in California. It's probably 
two in the morning in California, and my phone, and I'm like, oh shit, somebody died, right? Because it's Justin. I'm like, oh, oh or someone's on cocaine. And it's, yeah. and it's, or, or they're on. That would be half my brain cells. Then he's like, uh, Joe wants to talk to you, and he gets on. He's like, hey man, listen, I think I should go host the show with you. I just really think you and I did such a great job together. Co-host he wasn't like, looking for a co-host. I just cold called him and pitched him that. At 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah, like, you should just let me co-host the show, right? And Dan was like, no. And I was like, yeah, you're right. All right, I'll see you later. I, gotta go. I was there for the three hours that prefaced that conversation, though. The brainstorming session we had. Justin was like, dude, I'll be into it. It's a great idea, dude. And then I felt bad when I hung up because I'm like, man, I just totally harshed his buzz right there. I should have been like, yes, Joe, great idea. Nothing was harsh in that buzz. So no, I got to do it straight. I have two things I'll miss. Okay. One is Joe and I actually shared a lovely Thanksgiving together. Uh, and I didn't have to go home and see my family and it wasn't even expected of me because we weren't supposed to so there was just no way I could ever feel guilt that's the most inc- it was most most incredible Thanksgiving I've ever had me oh. and Joe microwave and shit playing Nintendo uh, and it was great that was a nice day it was really nice yeah we made all like we, we did a white trash Thanksgiving we made all like yeah. we made like stovetop stuffing and mm-hmm. microwave green bean casserole and she brought fried chicken instead yeah. of turkey and we it just, was great. It was great. We played Super Mario 3. It was fun. Smoked a little weed. Yeah, and then also I have... <laughs> of course. It's cocaine, all of it. Uh, <laughs> well, you just ecstasy. smoke the weed to the edge off the cocaine. Well, yeah. There First you do cocaine, then you smoke weed, yeah, but then you yeah. get some molly because everything's starting to die down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I have FOMO a lot. And you, there was no possible way to experience FOMO when everyone was, is at home. I've never... That's never happened. Probably will never happen again. And I cherished every second of that friends i'm gonna lay some stats on you 25 percent of americans drink cocktails at least once a week but enjoying craft cocktails at home often can be an expensive time-consuming hassle unless you heed my advice and get on board the fresh victor train fresh victor is a line of all natural clean label cocktail mixers that make the best drinks as conveniently and consistently as possible all of the ingredients are fair trade sourced there's no artificiality none the bonus of a fresh mixer over a ready-made can cocktail is not just the jump in quality and freshness but the fun of actually making yourself and your guests a killer drink One 16-ounce bottle of Fresh Victor yields five cocktails, and Fresh Victor is ready to drink the moment you bring it home. Simply serve cold with ice and the spirit of your choice, or get fancy with one of their in-house mixologist award-winning recipes. Fresh Victor's good for up to two months in the fridge unopened, and they retain their fresh flavor a couple of weeks once you do crack the seal. Available nationwide, direct to your door via www.freshvictor.com. Coming to a retailer near you soon. World of cocktail mixes, there's a holy grail, and it's Fresh Victor. It's that time of year again, New Year's. It's that time of year where we make those resolutions about dropping weight, answering our mom's calls, staying in touch with friends. It always feels like the perfect time to refocus on what we want in life, but it's easy to get stuck looking back on all of the resolutions we didn't keep last year. This year, there's one resolution I am definitely keeping, and that's making my mental health a priority. Make it part of your daily routine with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist you could connect with right from your phone or computer. I've been in therapy for years, but it's 
always been so challenging to find the right person. I've bounced around to different therapists and it's always, does this one take my insurance? Is this one close to my house? With Talkspace, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Listen, everyone could use someone to talk to. I personally deal with some anxiety and my problem at night is those racing thoughts that I can't turn off. I'm up all hours of the night thinking about everything that everyone ever said to me and how am I going to get through this? My therapist at Talkspace taught me some really awesome breathing techniques that help me calm my mind, calm my body, and give me a more restful sleep. Connecting with a licensed therapist on Talkspace can help you feel better and it's secure. No one's going to hear what you say and that's the best part. Let all that talk fly. Unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. Talkspace treats your privacy and security as their top priority. You get access to private virtual room with just you and your therapist. You can send your therapist messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. No need to wait for that weekly appointment. You owe it to yourself to make mental health a priority this year. And Talkspace makes it easy to keep. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code STARBURNS at sign up. That's S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code STARBURNS. I think for me, the big early on in COVID, I remember like probably the first day it was two or three weeks in, when I thought I want to have a drink, and it was like 11 a.m. <laughs> on on a Tuesday, and I was like, seems late. Oh, I can't do that. And then I thought, well, of course I can. And then and, and then as things got worse, like when you're like, oh shit, man, this isn't over. Remember, because in the beginning they told us it was going to be two weeks. Remember that? And then it was like, well, it's going to be way longer two than two weeks. weeks. And then I'm like, why can't I drink at 11 a.m.? You know. <laughs> Who am I hurting here? And then, and there was no one. Ar- there was no one around to go. Dan, that's not a good idea. What a bad idea, <laughs> dude. I, that's I, the 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 loss of time and schedule was like my favorite. I feel like I was in like uh, I, like you know the documentaries where they send people to Alaska and they got to like live for like a hundred days and all this shit, and then they give them a million dollars at the end. Yeah. I mean, except for the you know. So my unemployment checks didn't cover that much. But other than that, it was exactly the same. That's yeah, how I Monday, felt. Is it Monday? Is it Saturday? Is it Blur's Day? Is it Four's Day? Right. There was there was there was an interesting thing to I mean I ate Entenmann's cake for breakfast mm. on many days That was I, yesterday I, Joe. Yeah yeah. Uh, you can't you can't tell Joe. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm in Those great pants shape. Look good on you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I sent a picture of me in these pants to Chris Stefano and he wrote back, "Ugh, what a pig." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no um, but there was something to that like I'm going to eat cake at 9 a.m. Who cares? I'm going to play Nintendo at 10 a.m. Who cares? Like, there was just, there was no rhyme or reason to any of it. It was, it was crazy. It's a reprieve. But now yeah. everyone's walking yeah. around and we're back to, like, doing our jobs and no one knows how to do anything. I feel like we've lost all ability to be yeah. focused. Yes. Well, and, and again, that's that pressure now. Like, you have to do things. I've been on the road for two weeks and I'm going back. And a friend of mine said, hey, I got passes for the U.S. Open. It's Ooh. in San Diego. You got to come, man. They're VIP passes. And I'm like, ah, I feel like I do have to go, but I don't want to go. Like, I'm so fucking exhausted. I've been walking around New York. I'm like, can I just get back into my house again and just Zoom with people every mm-hmm. couple of days? I mean, I'm going to miss that. Really. Yeah. Also, yeah. hugging's coming Joe, back. can you and I just Zoom together? 
Hugging has come back. Hugging's coming back, and I don't like that. I was a, I thought I liked hugging, but I realized it was just social anxiety, and I just hugged people before they had a dis- chance to decide whether yeah. they wanted to hug me or not. And now I don't hug anybody, but now that hugging's back, I gotta fucking revisit Can you that. Just keep throwing out elbows at people. Yeah. Maybe, right. yeah. But fucking's coming back too. That's good, no? Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna try. Nine it. months. I'm gonna Nine try. Nine months it. with this punum. <laughs> you know what else I will miss is being able to get out of any podcast by going, <laughs> I'm too depressed, I'm sorry. Oh. That was a great excuse. <laughs> Some guy from, you know, fucking Albuquerque emails you and he's yeah. like, I'm, Since we're all doing Zoom now. I'm really into your, your comedy. Do you want to do my podcast? <laughs> you know, I usually go, yeah, all right. You say yeah? I always say yeah. Why? And a lot of the time I end up having a good time. But okay. during this thing, I just went, you know, buddy, I'm just... The world is so fucked up. <laughs> Tiny violin. Me and Justin are just doing drugs in my apartment, trying to work shit out. I may do, do Dan Dunn's podcast. We'll talk later. Like it's so it's so clear why you two are friends. Me I, and Joe. I've been friends with both of them, and I have these conversations where Justin he'll just go, "I can I say this? Yeah, of course. Say I can. whatever you want. I don't give a shit. What are you going to say? Crowd of strangers, and Justin will call me. He's like, "Dude, I'm not doing good. I'm not doing good. Right." And, I, and then he'll start telling me, like, he had the most amazing... He's like, I was out at this, uh, my friend's place out in, uh, in the Hamptons. In the Hamptons. Uh, with the horses. I live at very illuminated. It was Madonna's birthday It was Madonna's birthday party. Me and Christina went. I, yeah. went, I met Madonna. That was pretty cool, yeah. And, he, and this is, like, the day after. Yeah. And I'm like, so what, what are you what you're not doing good with? And he's like, oh, I just... I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And I'm, Explain that. Uh, it's called... Because I think if anybody else went to Madonna's yeah. birthday party for the weekend in the Hamptons, they'd be like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of winning. I'm they're called it. bad chemicals, Dan. Depression what doesn't, care who, depression doesn't <laughs> care who Madonna is, Dan. Were you, were you depressed after the Madonna? Not after week? that, but other times. Yeah. Let's talk about your depression. I was actually on a high from the Madonna thing. You were on a high <laughs> yeah. from the, yeah. You want, That's so funny. Colin, do you want to talk about the hospital some more? Yep. Okay, what happened there? <laughs> yeah. No, what I'll just is, bring it all down. Just raise the blades under everybody's chair, everybody, in case yes. you know. Yes, right. No, what are what are you gonna miss about quarantine? Uh, you know, honestly, uh, well, this is the most wholesome thing you'll hear tonight. My spending time with my daughter. I've got Aww. an eleven-month-old at home. Like, I, I, the good thing that came out of it is that I got to spend time with my daughter. Really, that was awesome. really, is this what we're doing now? Yes. Yes, it's what we're doing. I am wholesome as fuck. Are you trying to make us feel bad that we don't have families, Colin? Yeah, we don't. None, None of, of us, us do. do. Yeah. Did you say she's 11 months family. old? 11 months old. So you basically, like, you know, her first year has been through this whole thing. Yeah, it's really it's fucked wild. up. That is. And she doesn't know how weird it's been. No, not at all. And she won't remember until I show her pictures constantly of mm. everything we went through to bring her into this world. Oh, my God. You're going to have too many videos of her. Like, I feel like our kids now are just going to be too uh, photographed. Yeah, no. It's like every day I, I, I look through some photos and it's just like 800 pictures of <laughs> her which I love it's great but like they're all just a little bit different and I'm like no 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 that one's good that one's that one's okay that one's good that one's really good like it's it's a little fucked up I'm like photo approvaling my daughter right like throughout the age of 10 months to 11 months and then we have to pretend because Colin will send me photos and go oh and it's you know it's and it's a lovely picture and your daughter's lovely <laughs> no 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 and then but, I go oh that's so cute and I'm like I don't care look man. I, Kids, I like, have a, people say I mean I care about your daughter no I'm you saying, don't like, when, no you well, don't, don't. only because she was care. born on the same day as you that's fine I'm oh, just wow. saying when people send you pictures of their kids does anybody that's single and do you care Justin 
my brother had a baby today. <laughs> today. I swear to God. And he doesn't oh, even shit. care. He sent me a picture. I looked at it. I'm like, cute. I'll meet it. But then if someone I'll sends me a picture of their it, dog, I'll if someone sends it. me a pic- but however, your dog, Buna, who's in LA right now with her friend Whitney, yeah. I've watched that dog play with her cat <laughs> on video 30 minutes while I'm alone in my apartment. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. That's fair. Yeah, babies we, don't do tricks. No, so. we usually send along a picture of the dogs along with the picture of the baby. But we do have a rule. 30 seconds or under for the videos of the baby. Nobody wants to look at a fucking video of a baby for more than 30 seconds. No. Yeah, some, some people do. <laughs> yeah. It's either 30 seconds or an hour. You guys are... Don't be so uptight, please. Not that was the funniest thing on the pile. I'm joke. I'm, that's not me. I'm just saying. There's some people that... <laughs> no, my parents do. Yes, you're right. That's it's not the, the joke I was making. No, I know sure. it wasn't, yeah. but I'm just going to bring it around. Yeah, I know, I know. Fair enough. Oh, Fair enough. The, uh, the lights are making me sweat. I'm sweating my balls off right yeah. now. No. I'm freezing. <laughs> are you cold? Yeah. Cold? I'm always cold. All right. Go ahead, Joe. Keep going with that. What? The, the pedophile stuff. The pedophile stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fords, would you like to sponsor me? <laughs> the, uh, no, I'm fucking around. But yeah, I hear you. I actually appreciate that you're aware of that because I feel like most people that have children think, this is the, th- I hate when par- new parents say this. I hate it. When they go, I know everybody says this, <laughs> but my kid really is something else. And it's like, no, it's no, not. No, it's not, yeah. It's just like the other kids that all the other parents exactly say that about. Right. So I appreciate that you're like, I get it. It's my kid, 30 seconds, whatever. I had a psycho once say to me, he goes, if somebody does, doesn't ask me about my kids, I'm not fucking friends with them anymore. Oh, he has and I was no like, friends. well, then cut me off now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never asking you. I think it's the, it, it's the whole, like, you know, you got to wait till the end of the video thing. And it's like a minute, minute and 30 seconds, two minutes. I'm like, I don't want to, I just want to fast forward. Cut me the 15 seconds where he does, or he or she does the really cute thing. Yeah. That's fine. That's all I want to see. Yeah. That's all I want to see. You want to see your friends' kids do cute things? I mean, do you? Sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) You know. More so now that I have my own kid. Right. Because you could compare. I'm like, nah, mine's better. Is she doing better or is she not? Is she she better than. But a dog, on the other hand. Always great, all the time. They get the zoomies. Kids don't get the zoomies. I got a dog during quarantine. During quarantine? Yeah, when it, the, for, when it first hit, I, I adopted a little six-week-old miniature dachshund puppy. It was the best name time of my is, life. is, we know this. His name is Kevin. Kevin. Mm-hmm. From? What's the his? Why? Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. It's Kevin McAllister Hutchinson, his full name, yeah. Uh, but I had to take him to the ER a couple months in because he was sitting down, and then all of a sudden he just fell over? Like, he just, just fell over. I'm like, I'm pretty sure dogs shouldn't be doing that. And I, so I propped him back up. By the way, he's a dachshund, so that's almost impossible to right. happen. So very you have to long dog. Like the and I propped him back up, and then I he fell over again, and I, and then Justin didn't answer the phone because it was three in the morning, and he's probably doing cocaine with Joe, so we had it on silent. One hundred percent. That's what I was doing. Podcast idea. So so I had to go to the animal, the vet ER in the middle of the night, but this was peak COVID when there was refrigerator trucks for bodies parked outside of my apartment because I lived near the hospitals. So they took. Kevin from me and ran into the vet and they told me to sit in a tent underneath the FDR like a waiting area and I sat there for two hours you were a homeless person basically yeah in a tent though so it was was a big tent and uh, I was crying and chain smoking and then two hours later they called me and they were like hey do you smoke weed and I was like yeah (laughs) come on 
And uh, Kevin allegedly had, apparently he had eaten marijuana. So he was just high. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry, buddy. I would have given you some, some meat. And Joe, you want to tell us about when your dog had the heart attack? What did he eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dog needed bypass surgery. So we, we talked about we're going to miss about quarantine. What are you most looking forward to about being out now? Like, well, Dan, I can sum it up open. in three words. Okay. Fucking, sucking, and plucking. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, Are you having I, sex with, ch- with chickens? Yeah, but, yeah, but miss, de-feathered ones. I miss my chicken business. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm not looking forward to traveling again, and I have to do that soon. I love and, you, uh, man. I love you so much. No, please, keep, like, the negativity that comes, but it's, it's like, it's a weird... It's comforting no, a little, it's, in it's, a way. It's a, it's a comforting, you're right, it's a comforting yeah. negativity. I know like that if I'm feeling here. like shit, I can call Joe... And when I get off the phone with him, I'm going to be feeling so much better about my life. That's, how I, that's why I'm friends with him. Yeah. That's right. And when you give him cocaine, it's even amped Let me call Joe, because I'm, I'm feeling bad. By the way, I don't do cocaine constantly. Let's just clear that up, please. <laughs> me neither. Can we just make that clear that no. I'm not constantly doing cocaine? Uh, anyway. Honestly, I'm a man of simple pleasures. The thing that I'm enjoying the most, uh, and I, I still haven't gotten over it, even though for weeks we've been able to do it, there's something about being able to sit at a bar again. Yes. And I'm not just saying that yes. given the theme of the podcast. I, there's the alcoholics. There we go. I live on the Lower East Side near a bar called Old Man Hustle. It's a great little dive. And, like, last night, I got home, you know, before midnight. It wasn't crazy late. And I was out with some friends for, for a meeting, and uh, everybody went home. But we had a few drinks. So I was like, you know what? I could go for one more. And just the joy of being able to walk into your local bar one more time, or once again, rather, and sit down at the bar where you know the bartender and be like, hey, how you doing? Like, I'll take a beer. Drank half of it. Like, all right, I'm good. I'll see you later. Good night. Like, that to me is, uh, that's the part of everything that I missed, was that little, New York is such a busy city. It's so crazy. It's such an ant colony. And those little moments of connection when you get to your favorite places are really what defines why living here is so beautiful, Mm. you know? And uh, that to me is really great, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Here, here. I'm stuck on the part where you left half a beer on the table, but that's, that's fine. I did a shot, too. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I got to go home. <laughs> Someone went. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I got I to gotta go. But uh, Also, can I get one of these drinks that has sprouts in it, please? <laughs> I want to try great. one of these things. Do you want to try this one? It's like Which one is that? Drinking I, a garden. The one that I haven't touched. All right, oh, I'll, shit. Never mind, I'll drink it. By the way, I forgot that uh, this is the part I was supposed to do. 30 minutes ago. Here he is. Probably. Eric, Christian, can you come out and tell us exactly what we're drinking? Hey! Everybody, this is Christian, who is the beverage director here at the stand, and he is a very talented person. Come over here. Over Best mixologist in New York City, Christian Woo! Orlando, ladies and gentlemen. What's what are we on, drinking, everybody? Christian? Uh, so the first drink that we're doing in the fancy glass is a Spanish-style gin and tea. Uh, gin and tonic, sorry. Uh, we did forged gin. Hang on. Yep. We did uh, forged gin, 
Uh, a little bit of Japanese plum liqueur that just came out. Uh, some bergamot with lavender from uh, Torino. Uh, we did a infused tonic with uh, rosemary and grapefruit. So, and a little bit of spiced pineapple syrup. So for the first Ooh. one. Wow. So all the fancy stuff. Uh, and then for the second one that Justin's holding now, this is a signature drink that we have at the stand. It's called the uh, Green Room. Uh, it is forged in, once again, we did a little bit of lime juice, and then they made a pickled honeydew shrub uh, with a little bit of St. Germain and some green chartreuse. So it's herbaceous, citrusy, a little bit of sour, acidic. It's nice. Wow. So, this is gin? That's gin. You know what? I normally can't. I didn't know this was gin. I normally can't ever drink gin. That's how we get you. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. The first thing I ever got drunk on when I was 11 was gin, and I got so drunk that I that I made myself sick. Eleven? God. No, I made up for it since then. Relax, homeboy. <laughs> and I got so sick on it that it had like a you know it imprinted in my brain. So it was the gin's fault. You were 11. Well, in Justin's defense, his uncle was giving it to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic, Christian. You're very talented. I, I want to try one of these ones. You got it. I'll be right back. You don't oh, look, have to leave. No, I, I guess you're it. done now, Christian. Okay, Joe's like, all right. No, now no. Now fetch I'm me not a drink. Me. Thank no, you. No, no, no. Christian not... Orlando, everybody, making the drinks for us. Yeah. Joe, can I have that one back then? Yeah, you can have this back. Okay. It's going to be a little too. Once he described it, I was like, it's going to be too much uh, oh, yes. fruit in the drink for me right yeah, now. That's fine. I want to go with one of these. Colin? Yeah? What are you looking forward to? Now that the world has opened up to you, uh, you can go out. You can, can do anything out. you want. You can do anything I want. You know, I mean, Justin's, or Joe's story kind of hit home. I mean, we, we actually really looked forward to taking our daughter, like, to a bar and just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Leave it yeah. on the counter. Maybe you could take some pictures <laughs> of her there. You sit her on a bar, yeah. you Hang take pictures, you put okay. it on Instagram, and it'll be a whole thing. You put a meme up. Put a little cigar in front of her. It's, I mean, honestly, one of the things that I... This is... Like this night is fucking itching, a scratching an itch so hard for me. That's me. Not Sounds being, like an that's me touching your leg right under now. the yeah. table. If anybody's Sorry. looking, Dan is tickling me. Uh, no, it's it's so fun to be on a stage in front of an audience, and even though this is not my venue, this is so much fun to be. Like I don't know, fucking interacting with people again, yeah. like in a way that I haven't. I mean, walking down the street, I took the subway for the first time in fifteen months. I walked down the streets of New York with, with everybody people breathing at on my you, mustache. yeah, breathing like, on you. It was, it was just, it, it feels good. It feels mm. alive. It feels alive in a way that it hasn't been possible in a long time. Joe, Kel, uh, care to counter that with something downbeat? <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. Move down with, a little bit. I agree. Yeah, with it. A little kumbaya going on over here. I totally agree with you. I, to, I totally agree with you. I do have a. I, I, um, I, you know what? I'll, I'll quote uh, George Carlin. He said, uh, "I cherish people as individuals. I hate and despise the groups they join and identify with." That's how I feel. <laughs> I. I I love people as individuals, so I love having those moments back where you can have these interactions, and you know whether it's your bartender or your barista. I have a barista. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice going in. I went in today, and I talked to him. Even though coffee is starting to make me sick because I'm 43 now, I, I still went in to get the coffee because I wanted to see the guy. Aww. 
the laundromat lady that I always go to. Yeah. You know, that folds my things so nice. You know what I mean? Especially in New York. Like, you live in these neighborhoods where you really, really get to know all the people that you interact with on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. Bartenders, baristas, laundromat people. Pet like store guy. Delis, yes. pet store guys, especially when your dog tips over. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Especially. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Everything it, it it's the it's the day to day life that you don't that you sort of take for granted before a global pandemic hits. Yeah. But now we actually know what it is and we can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, I agree. When, when oh, the no, next one comes, we're gonna be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have this down. Yeah. Don't yeah. say that. I don't think I mean, do you guys think and I think it's I don't know. Is it done? What do you, what do you guys think? Do you think it's done? Is there a doctor I here? Think it's done. Done. Is, it done? Is anyone out there brave enough to tell us what they're most looking forward to? Uh, somebody, right? Anybody? Phil? Phil Duff? What is it? Fingers and holes. Oh. You could do oh. you could have done that the whole time. <laughs> Whatever hole you want. I mean, strangers fingers and holes? I don't know. Oh. Okay. Wow, well, that's yeah. a little different. Uh just leave your mask on. Yeah. Go ahead, Justin. What? Tell us. What are you most looking forward to? This sounds so trite. I hated the fucking masks. I hated wearing masks. So I love not wearing masks. I hated having to put it on every time. I had, I had COVID really bad early on. And after that, I was like, I didn't give a shit. You know? Yeah, you I had like, COVID. I was over your house, and then the next day you were like, uh, I was like, guys. You gave I'm him like, COVID? No. I don't know where you got it No, from, none of them got it. I can't believe I didn't get it because I definitely was I with him it. while he was contagious. Yeah, you got it. I didn't, got, I didn't get you it. Weren't who sick who like in the I room was... has had COVID? Right, get the fuck out. No, I'm kidding. Bad? Did you have it really bad? bad? No? No. You didn't know you had it? I got the antibodies. Say that again. What did you say? Wait. Okay. Anybody else have COVID? Wow. Are you from Philly, miss? Wait, you had COVID oh, okay. twice? Did you get symptoms both times? None times? I was in wow. bed for a month. No, you weren't. You were in bed for five days. No, not Joe. <laughs> Bullshit. I was in bed for a month. Justin, no, you weren't. I was in like bed for two days. weeks, and then I was, the weakness was like, it overtook me. I'm Jewish, so this is what we yeah, do, by the yeah. way, so... We dramatize and make it worse than it. Yeah, so that's yeah. the first thing. I hated the mask. Number two, uh, I'm glad to get rid of dating apps. 147 conversations going absolutely <laughs> no. Come on. The best was like the small talk people who were like, hey, what's your favorite color? And if you were on a desert island, I'm like, no. are you out of your mind right now? If you're not like, you know, they're drawing dicks on the Capitol building. Like, you know, have real talk with me. Uh, there was that, and what? Um, honestly, uh, comedy is a very, very difficult thing to do, and you have to really bleed for it. And there's no feeling like getting up on stage, and inter- it's like you're having 80 personal conversations at the same time. And I did not like the distance of people being, you know, when we did some of these shows, like nine feet back from the stage, and then so spaced out. So the fact that clubs are sort of filling up again. I'm excited to uh, to be yeah. going on the road. Me and Christina will probably do some stuff. Me and Joe. So it's like it's a great feeling that we work really hard for. So I'm excited to do that again. You know, it's beautiful. You're beautiful. That was, thank you very much. I think you look fantastic. A lot of love in this room. Yeah. Right <laughs> what about thank you, Dan? <laughs> what? What about you? Yeah. I don't have hopes. feelings. I don't have oh. hopes. I don't hopes? Look forward, no hopes. I don't look forward to things. Just, yeah. Um, 
No. Have you been talking? What to makes Joe? you happy? Joe and I, Joe and I are thinking about starting a dystopian <laughs> podcast. Dan about, lives. Yeah. Dan lives the weirdest life out of anybody I ever know. He lives on the beach in California. On the beach, just no on, house. Yeah, on, on the, the beach. There in a tent. <laughs> I'm like Mel but you'll Gibson. Call him, you, a, a you'll call weapon. him and be like, what'd you do last night? And he's like, I got shit-faced with Alice and Janney. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, he knows everybody. You know everybody. Yeah, it's so well, the funniest weird. thing about doing the podcast over Zoom for the last 15 months, so I'd have these moments. So I, one of my favorites was I had Brian Cranston on the show from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Never and so we, we here did, he goes. We did about an yeah, dro- name, dropping the name. Uh, that's so cool. we did about an hour, and you guys heard in the beginning some of the promos we had. So I wrote a promo, and you all, all Breaking Bad fans, so we know the show. So I wrote I, I wrote this promo, and I was so excited about this promo. One of the famous lines in the show, and he says, "I'm the one who knocks." Right. So I write this promo, and it, and, it, and we finish taping. <clears throat> And I stopped the Zoom, the, you know, the recording part of it. I stopped the recorder. And then he and I proceed to drink for another hour, just wow. kicking it, drinking mezcal. And, and then I'm about to get off with him. And, and I sit, not get off with him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I was, a big, I was a big fan of the show. So I, uh, we're about to hang up. And then I remembered, like just how I remembered that I was supposed to have Christian on a half hour ago. I, I go, oh, uh, Brian, I have this promo I don't know if you want to do it. I don't know if you want to touch the breaking bit. But he goes, yeah, no, I'll totally do it. I'm like, oh, great. Wow. And he says, um, this is Brian Cranston. And I'm the one who knocks back mezcal on what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. And he just sells it, right? And I'm like, holy shit. It's the greatest thing that ever happened. I'm like, oh, thank you. We hang up. Not the birth of Colin's baby? Forgot to turn the, record, forgot to no. turn the recorder on. No. I'm like, no. You forgot oh, to. No. You didn't record oh it? My I didn't God. record it. You're, you'll I have it in your head. It. You'll have it in yeah. your head. It's a good story. That's uh, I have a I have a similar story. Okay. Well, sort of similar, but it involves booze and blown opportunity. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no one identifies I with was that. Here, I was here at an event one night, and I looked over. Who do I see? Dave Grohl of Nirvana and Foo Fighters fame. I'm wearing a Motorhead t-shirt. Motorhead became my favorite band, or my second favorite band, after I watched the Motorhead documentary that Dave Grohl was heavily involved in. So I'm like, I'm a little tipsy, and I'm like, I want to go talk to Dave Grohl and tell him, thank you for this. You gave me this such a gift. And I went over to him. I'm like, hey, Dave, I'm sorry to bother you. I'm wearing my Motorhead shirt. I love them so much. It's because of all the things you said in the documentary. You're the one that made me. And he's like, dude, yeah, Lemmy's the man, and Motorhead, Motorhead, Motorhead. And I go... You want to do a shot? And he goes, yes. And we walked to that bar and lights out. I did shot after shot with Dave Grohl. The next day, everybody was like, dude, you hung out with Dave Grohl for three hours last night. And I was like, I don't remember any of it. Any of it. Can we get the security oh, footage on that? <laughs> this is the one, I swear to God, this is the one thing I remember. We were talking about bands that are awesome. And we were going on for so long about Motorhead and, and King Crimson and all these bands that finally I go, you know, Dave, Nirvana's pretty good too, man. <laughs> do, do you know Nirvana? Have you ever heard Nirvana? You're like <laughs> Chris Farley. That's all I heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> Woke up in the. I, uh, I accidentally back hit office. on one of Madonna's underage kids. So. <laughs> Wait, what Wait, let's hear this. I really thought he was older. <laughs> How old was he? <laughs> it was young. He was young, and I like older. I don't even like anybody my age. And I'm like, oh my god, he's so cute and nice. And he was like 16. <laughs> I didn't so, say anything weird, but I was like, oh, hello, and then, nope. How, how was he? No, 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 we didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it was happened. just some light flirting, maybe, yeah, and then, oops, oopsies. Was this at the party? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was, what was, my, guys, I, what Justin's was making a weird like? face over here, are you sure? I'm like, the thing chicks the can get away with saying, that's all, I'm like... I didn't know. I really, was, there's not going to be a hashtag at the end of this. It's like, nah, go, go ahead. What was Madonna like? She's cool. She was a little. She was. I think she had a. She just had an injury or something like sprained or something. So she was a little slow. She had a cane. Yeah. Uh, she was very little. And honestly, I was like, yeah. She had, yeah with like a diamond at the top and whatever. And she was there with all of her kids. And all of her kids were like really sweet, nice kids. Apparently, and, yeah. Yeah, one of them especially. And um, <laughs> she was just shy into herself. She. I didn't really get to. I was. I had a, the puppy at the time, Kevin. So I brought him and I and I went upstairs to get him as like bait to like. Maybe we're not allowed to talk to me year old? with this. Yeah. No, yeah, not the. <laughs> yeah, shit. Uh, <laughs> I brought the puppy and I was just waving him in the air, hoping Madonna would say, "Oh my God, is that a puppy?" But she didn't care. <laughs> she was quiet. I mean, it's like meeting. I remember one time I did a radio show with DJ Who Kid from Shady Forty Five. Oh, I've, we've interviewed him. He's great. Yeah, he's great. And he was like, it was after Michael Jackson died, and he was like, "I ate dinner with Michael Jackson once in a castle in Europe." And they go, what was he like? And he goes, he was really nice. He was reading a book with a skull on the cover, and then he went to bed. And that was the whole story. And it's like, yeah, that's a perfect, you know what I mean? Like, what else would it be? You yeah. know, like, but Madonna's like that. It's yeah. like Michael Jackson, it's Springsteen, Prince. Yeah. I mean, there's not many. She was chilling, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an awkward celebrity meeting? Besides Colin. Besides me. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I have a favorite celebrity meeting. Okay. Oh. And Dan will tell you this story. When we went <laughs> to San Diego. Oh, man. So, who's now a good uh, friend of yours. And it, it, Justin, bring, it sort of Justin, brings us full circle. The we show. all know the band Tool. Tool, the band oh, Tool. So yeah. Maynard, James, Maynard James Keenan is a friend of mine. And Justin is the biggest Tool fan of all time. So this is what a dick I am. We get tickets to go see Tool in San Diego. We're going to have lunch with Maynard. We're going backstage. We're doing the whole thing. Sunday morning, it's a Sunday. Sunday morning, I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't want to go. This is what I'm thinking. So I, I text him and I lie and I say I'm not feeling well. No, you said you were, you said you were like had a rough night or something like that. I was you lying, were... though. I was lying. Okay. I'm coming he just now. straight up didn't want to hang out. I felt completely fine. I was totally fine. So I text him and I said, man, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting a, AIDS or something. And uh, let, I don't... Let's. Would you be upset if we didn't go? And he said, "I'm not going to lie to you. I would be. I'm going to be hurt. But if you're not feeling well, that's okay." I said, "Let me think about it." I was it. lying. Too. I would have been he like, "No too. fuck face. Get out of bed. We're going." <laughs> and so I. And then I. I was like, "All right. Well, that's really cool of him." And then I had like this weird feeling of like humanity, where I went, "Oh, I, I, I can't." I gotta well, the way it. you said it, what your favorite your favorite musician is. Oh, don't do this to me! Shania right. Twain. Oh, come, everybody oh, knows. Yeah, make fun of me, Bono. Oh, you no. too. Okay. And you, yeah. the way you said it to me, it's like if someone was going to say, if I could have lunch yeah. and then go backstage with Bono, how would I feel? But that's how you. Hold, so on. I'm, I'm, I'm stu- I hold on, I'm stuck on that. His favorite musician is Bono. <laughs> I, I knew this was gonna happen. All right, no, no, we're, we'll go. We'll go back. Here. Be what is it? Is it the sunglasses or the yeah. champagne? Uh, 
just, I, uh... I'm kidding. I respect Bono. I respect anyway, Bono. I'm just joking. I, uh, I, so I, I, I called him back and I said, you know, we're going to go. Let's go down. And we go to San Diego and we go to sushi and we're having sushi with Maynard and Justin is sitting next to him and talking to him for like an hour and I was, was like, wow, it's cool when you do nice things for people. Uh, and, you should do it and more then, often. Are you and the Grinch? I was like, what a weird feeling this is. Oh my and, God. Then, uh, and then we went out in the street and we walked Maynard back to the hotel and he said, I'll see you tonight at the show. And Justin grabs me in Mill Street and he says, hey man, thank you. And then I get awkward when people, you know, like, I'm like oh, and then okay. we kissed. And, I, and then we kissed. <laughs> and then the only fingered each other. Uh, and then he said, no, no, really, thank you. you. And I, that's the last nice thing I've ever done for you. No, right? I, yeah. Men are so emotionally stunted. <laughs> I, lo- I love you and appreciate that, that was a, that was a great night. We've met. I, the, thing, the interesting thing, I work with a lot of celebrities because of the other thing I do with dogs. But I he never made out a... with Zoe Kravitz. Oh, Anybody yeah. watch High Fidelity? He played the boyfriend of Zoe Kravitz on High Fidelity. I did. Yeah. And a comedian named Justin. Very good. Woo! Yeah. I have a question about the lunch with Maynard. Yes. When Maynard's ramping up to his order, does he do a three and a half ominous intro that goes nowhere? Ho! Ho! That's a tool joke. If you got it, you know what tool sounds like. You know? <laughs> So, uh, it looks like we got to wrap up because there's another show here. These two guys right yes. after us. We're not banging. You guys are welcome to stay uh, if you want. Yes, Christina two, yeah. and I host a show down here. Joe's going to perform comedy, on baby. it. You're more I than want to, uh, first off, I want to thank all of you for coming out for all the reasons that we discussed. I want to thank Joe, Christina, Colin, and Justin for being here um, you know, the last two weeks I've been on the road. It's been very emotional. Sort of, we we kid about all this stuff, but seeing people being back out, feeling like life is real again. Because I I, I think I don't know about you guys, but there were moments when I wasn't sure this was ever going to happen again. Right? Like, you know, was well, I going to live? We're going to make it. What's going to happen to the world? And the fact that we're all here uh, is so special to me. It means a lot. I um. And, and also looking out into the crowd, there's a lot of people here that are very near and dear to me, people I love. There's people I don't know that I'm willing to love for a nominal fee if you want to do this. Um, back in the beginning of, of COVID, when it started, I wrote a poem that was inspired by Dr. <laughs> Seuss. I'm a big Dr. Seuss fan. The good stuff, not the problematic stuff. And I wrote this poem that was basically kind of a wishful Thing about when this would end, not knowing if and how it was going to end. And I went back and I revisited it and I thought that's a good way to end this. So if you'll indulge me here, we'll leave it with this poem. Uh, it's called Oh, the Places You'll Go Drink. <laughs> Can I intro this really quickly? Yeah. And, and now reading time. And here it is. With Dan Don. Reading time. Well, I'm, a, I'm an author. I write books. I know. I've done readings. There's three, there you are There's three author. authors on this. Planet. Here we go. <laughs> Congratulations. The virus has gone away. You're off to drink whiskey. You're off and away. You have money in your wallet. You have a great thirst for booze. Get a cocktail or shot. Any place you choose. You're on your own. And you know what to think. And you 
are the one who'll decide what to drink. You'll look at cocktail lists, look them over with care. About some, you will say, I don't choose to go there. With your wallet full of money and a thirst that is great, you're too smart to drink anything second rate. You may not find Woodford or Michter's or Whistlepig, but fret not, oh no, you'll find something to swig. There's a Kentucky bourbon trail for you to avail. On that trail, things can happen and frequently do to devoted whiskey drinkers as thirsty as you. And then things start to happen. Don't worry, don't stew. Just enjoy that angel's envy, aged in char number two. Oh, the places you'll go drink. You will come to a place where the entrance is not marked. They call it a speakeasy. It's cool and it's dark. A place you could drink scotch or vodka or even gin. Do you dare stay out? Hell no, you're going in. It's happy hour after all. Not to celebrate would be a sin. And when you go in, oh, what will you try? An old fashioned, a mint julep, or a caraway rye? <laughs> you could drink something neat or with an ice cube. With so many options, I'm afraid you will find it's hard for a mind maker upper to make up her mind. You've been stuck at home forever, all that waiting and staying, but now you can go to where the cover bands are playing. <laughs> all the bars have reopened. Once more, you're riding high, ready for the next round, oh my, because you're a next round buying kind of guy. <laughs> oh, the places you'll go, there's beam to be sipped, there are friends to be hugged, Bartenders to be tipped, and don't forget that. Don't forget your wait staff, everybody. And the magical things you can do in a bar will serve as a reminder of how awesome things are. The quarantine is over. You're happy as can be. You're not stuck on your couch, streaming awful TV. It's been so long since everything went wrong. The truth is that 2020 and 2021 have been very tough years. You've suffered greatly. You've cried many tears. Life is hard whether you like it or not. And alone is something you've been quite a lot. When you are alone, there's a very good chance you missed going out and socializing. You missed wearing pants. <laughs> but you held it together, donning masks, doing Zooms, even though at times you were running on fumes. But on you went, though the world had gone crazy. On you kept going, even when you felt lazy. You homeschooled your kids while working two jobs. Onward you trudged. You were up to the task. Though let's face it at times, you really needed that flask. Now you are back having a cocktail at your favorite bar. You took an Uber, not your car. And you forgot your problems, whatever they are. The world is still mad, of course, as you already know. There's a strange new normal. It's like any normal you've known. So be sure when you imbibe... Do so with care and moderation, and remember that life's both a tragedy and a celebration. Just never forget to work hard at being happy, and never mix up your tenhai with your pappy. <laughs> and will you be okay? Yes, you will indeed. 98 and three quarters percent guaranteed. Friend, you'll raise many a toast. So be it makers or bakers or knowers mill, or George T. Stagg, Bullet or Heaven Hill. You're off to have whiskey. Today is the day. Your bar stool is waiting. So get on your way. And thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. It's been a great 
time doing this. Thank you, guys. Thank you. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.